Hey, fellow warriors. Welcome to the Azar Mindset Podcast with your host, Altamese Nicole. She's an award-winning founder to the Azar Agency, a philanthropist, mother, daughter, and friend. Here with the Azar Mindset Podcast, we cultivate a safe space and community to be inspired by women worldwide that strive to be the best version of themselves boldly, softly, and unapologetically. And Azar is a warrior created to help. So let's begin to help one another in family, fun, faith, life, and love. Hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining another episode of the Azar Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Altamese Nicole, and I am so delighted to speak with uh, our guest today. Um, She is an amazing woman, uh, wife, mother, um, daughter, friend. Um, She's just a dear friend from high school (laughs) that we've grown together, evolved together. Um, She's uh, in the criminal justice field and she's truly been an example of a warrior in her life when it comes to um, adversity and overcoming the things that life throws at you unexpectedly. So I would love to introduce you all to uh, our guest for today. Angelica Brooks. Um, She is the regional representative for Alabama at United for Human Rights International. Um, She's a private investigator um, with a significant experience in the realm of criminal justice. And she is also a forensic expert on TV One's hit show, Fatal Attraction. Um, She has years of experience in helping uh, cold cases, profiling, advocating for human rights, uh, raising human trafficking awareness, all of the things. And, you know, as I'm speaking about her title and all of the amazing things that she does, at the core of her, she's a woman. And she's been through some things <laughs> so um yes so today yes. we're going to talk about you know some of those things and how you overcame them to continue to pursue and not just pursue but actually live your dream um so thank you thank you for being here with me i'm so excited to have you Yes, and I'm excited to be here. Yay, of course, of course. So, (laughs) you know, I went through all of your amazing accolades, um, but would love to hear from you, like, what sparked your interest in, in, like, forensic science and criminal justice and all of that? Like, how how did that come about? I have been hooked on forensic-type shows since I was, I can even remember, like since I've been a little girl. So I always knew that I wanted to dabble somewhere in the forensics field. I just didn't know exactly where my niche was. I initially thought it was law enforcement and then I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Um, (laughs) Let me dive on the forensic side because that just looks so cool. So um, as I got older, um, I initially started out, believe it or not, going for a teaching degree. And then um, one of my neighbors, I used to go with her when she would teach summer school in the summers. And I would go with her to the schools and teach the kids. And I was like, ah, next. You know, like that gave me a clear. <laughs> that clear. And I was like, this is not for me. So then that's when I shifted to what I knew my passion was, which was. That's amazing. That is amazing. And like, tell me, like in that process of like, you know, identifying what your passion is um, and, you know, going to move forward with that passion, you know, tell me some of the things that you experienced along the way uh, when it comes to just life and that process. Well, I think for me, um, oh, if I can go all the way back, it would be, you know, I was so wrapped in the idea of Mm. just one marriage and a family and, you know, um, the things, you know, 
my dad raised us as a single father and my stepmom came in. And I think just that whole family aspect was just something I I just enjoy, you know, family. So, um, when I married, what I thought <laughs> was the love of my life. <laughs> be clear there. <laughs> Young and naive. Um, that's what I was expecting. That's what I was thinking. And during that marriage, I realized that my mind sh- set shifted to not living for me, but living mm. for that other person. So that meant even though I was going through that mental abuse, that verbal abuse, all of the above, um, my mindset was stuck on how do I make this work? How do I you know, get through this moment? Or if he doesn't wow. love me now, how do I make him love me? You know, it shifted completely away from myself to just simply saving the marriage. And, and how old were you family. when you got married? Um, and then when you're constantly hearing those. um. Oh, I was 19. So you were you were 19 when you got married. How was how was 19. that like as yeah. a man you were still a teenager? How how was that? Yeah. Um when he first started see he joined into mm-hmm. the military and I didn't go up there uh, to our first where we lived in Connecticut until after um after he got out of boot camp, that's when I moved up that way. So it was not, it was not bad then because we were both young. We were both, you know, out having fun, you know, doing the normal yeah. 19, 20 year old things until I um, mm. shifted, until I shifted to having my son at 21. Mm. That's when things took a turn, um, infidelity, cheating, all of the above, the entire pregnancy and beyond. So when I was pregnant, all the way beyond that, it was just bad. Um, people were constantly wow. calling me, girls were calling me, you know, threatening me, you know, it was just bad, all around bad. So um, yeah. that was a lot yeah. to fight. Um, yeah. At such a, such a young age, you know, that responsibility. Um I didn't forget about my dreams or going to school. I was going to school and doing all the above all at the same time. It was just that person was not where I was. Yeah. So if there was somebody that was at my level, which was much more advanced because at 18, 19, 20, I was right. hanging out with people in their thirties because yeah. the maturity level was just different. So, um, but for being with somebody mm. that was my age. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not ready. And then you add in a child to the mix. It was recipe. For and then disaster. you add in the responsibilities of like, you know, being married and adulting and all of the things. And, and yeah. And, and, you know, I can. Yeah, I can relate to a lot of that. I think when we were younger, we idolized the concept of marriage and we. You know, we, we know what it's supposed to look yeah. like. We know what its construct is. But we, I, I can say for myself, I was not prepared <laughs> for the application of the, of the idea of what marriage was. Not at, and you know, and I, I didn't get married yes. young. I was, uh. 29 when we got married and I still think but we met when I was 24 so I think yeah I think that um my mindset was still very much like how you said it was like how can I make this better how can I make this better kind of like that um that that real that went around (laughs) where that girl was like I am not a ride or die I ride then I die and then I ride again, then I died. <laughs> like, yes. I honestly feel like that's what yes. it was, you know, where we were so, just trying to make it work and mm-hmm. trying to do all of the things. So when was the moment for you where you talk about that mindset shift? Like you talk about like that shit, like where you were just like mm-hmm. a very clear disconnect between where you were going and the environment that you were in, what 
made like what helped you just cut like what what helped you be like I gotta go um I think it was we all okay so we all went out one night it was me and a couple of people from his job it was two other females and what I didn't know was at that time the one female that was there Mm. was actually with him as well and I had no clue oh. the entire time we hung out. And then when I came back home, and we had two homes at that time. Um, and so when I went back to my other house, I saw her clothes, oh my gosh. you know, um, everything. So then I came back home and I was like, we're packing up and we're going. Um, I had went to a counseling session right before all that went down. And the counselor was like, mm. if you don't go now. Mm. When he went to the bathroom, the counselor was mm. like, run, go, and don't come back. Right. And that's typically not something they would say. Not right. Definitely not in a couple's counseling session. But it was clear. Wow. It was clear. Mm. And she saw that. So. Did you um, face? I think at that point, and then him yeah. starting to get into some legal trouble, I knew where I wanted to go with my mm. career, and he would stop it. Yeah. You know, did you did you hit any resistance that it, as you, you know, decided, hey, this isn't working. I'm out. Mm. Yeah, I did because I didn't want a divorce. Mm. Like my parents were divorced. Yeah. Didn't want to know. You know, I didn't want that same thing for my son. I wanted it to look different for my son. So there was some resistance, but then I think at the end of the day, when I saw it was just me and other people were saying, it's just you, it takes two to try to make this work. If it's just one side, it's not going to work. No matter what you do, it's not going to happen. And you got to have to eat that up and suck it up. Yes. Yes. And you know, one of the things too that I, I uh, discovered in my process, um, is you cannot manipulate God no matter how good no. you are, no matter how um, accurate you are and checking the good boxes. If this person is not for you, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And it, yes. And it's going to get so uncomfortable for you to continue to be in that spot that you're you're going to get yes. to a point where you cannot do it anymore. Like it's going to get so uncomfortable. Yes. God will make it so uncomfortable. Yes, that you're, you're going to have to remove yourself. yourself. If you're not, yeah, remove like yourself, you either you going to be like so uncomfortable <laughs> and like just oh my gosh. Like if you do not remove yourself, it's an act of self betrayal. Like you would, you will be acknowledging, okay, I'm going to like numb this side of me and just see where you like, literally I'm going to have to just, yes. uh, I don't want to use that word, but like emotionally destroy this one part of me to just stick it out. And, you know, it ain't worth it. It's not. You know what I mean? Especially when in those situations, like the per, like your, you would be happier. And more than likely, the other person would be happier too once they realize, oh, okay, uh, maybe yeah. this was a good decision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, while we're on this topic, I want to also ensure that we tap, on to, tap into this um, direct like just go head on into this conversation. There's a feeling, a judgment, a um, sense of self-righteousness, quite honestly, in the church when it comes to divorced women or, or, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's the same for men. Um, you know, I don't really hear men saying they have to, endure that but I remember there was a woman when I decided to to go through the divorce a woman said oh well you know you can't get remarried 
And I was like, why? And she said, well, the word of God says that you can't get remarried because that is your husband for life. And I said, yeah, but the word of God also says that, you know, if someone was to commit adultery, they they have pretty much null and void canceled out that covenant. So you're trying to say that the same God that's like, yo, I'm not I'm not letting you do this to my child on both sides would be like, oh, I'm not going to let you do this to my child, but you can't get remarried again. That makes no sense to me. None. No. And I also I've heard I've been told um, I went to a session and he was the preacher was talking about children that were out of wedlock and he said, well, you got, they're like, oh, my two, these two young girls, they, oh, man, they were young, probably like mm. 16, 15, and they had babies. And he's like, you know, that's not a blessing from God, is what? what he told them. And so then I said, um, he said, how many of you believe pretty much that your child is a blessing from God? And, you know, I had raised my hand. I was like, well, my, you know, I was, yeah, I was, had my child in marriage. And he said, but did your marriage last? I said, no. He's like, then that is not. And I was like, no. Oh, you know, we had. Girl, listen, <laughs> I would have been. We exchanged some words. Listen, baby, I would have I, I I acted like Jesus that day, flipping tables. Do you understand? Like, we, we talk about acting like Jesus. Let's act yes. like Jesus then. <laughs> I will show sure enough flip some tables that day because like, that's, that's not. Right. You don't say that. You know, right. every child, they didn't ask to be mm-hmm. here. They didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. They are a blessing. That's right. An absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. That is just so. So I everybody who's listening yes. to this understand that if you are in a situation, if you are in a marriage where it's unhealthy, it's toxic It's hurting you, whether it be physically, emotionally, financially, because that's totally a thing where someone literally has like all of the financial control and that's how they control you in the relationship. Like if you are in any type of situation like that and you know in your heart, you feel that in your spirit that this ain't right. Understand that your temple is where God lives. God is in you. So how can God be okay with something that you yourself is not okay with? It's, you know what I mean? Like, right. Make it make sense. That's right. And in my survive to thrive classes, I always, when I would go in and teach it in the prisons, I would always tell the woman it's okay Yes. To accept people where they are. So if that means that this man doesn't have this, 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 this quality, or he's not ready for you, or he's not giving you what you need, accept, yeah. okay, you're not it then. You're not the person. Meet mm. people where they are. And I've started to use that, not just in relationships now, yes. but outside now with friends and coworkers and other people. Okay. I know I can't tell yes. you this because this is where you are and you- yes. You can't have this piece, but this person over here might can't, you know, because I've known this person much longer. But just, yeah, whew, yeah, that was some work where I felt like, oh, I can I can change people. I can if I can just talk to them this way, yep. you know, meet them where they are. If this is where you are <laughs> and right. you don't want to go nowhere, else. you happy where you are, you content. I have actually had <laughs> situations where people be like, if I say, oh, you know, we're both healing, we're both evolving, we're both going through, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so if you are good exactly where you are, I'm going to let you be exactly where you are. I'm just going to let you, like, you telling me, yes. you know what I'm saying? You you literally saying like I'm good. You you can heal. I'm I'm fine. Like listen to them. And when people show you mm-hmm. who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Believe them. Yes. Believe yes. them. Yes. Yes. You can avoid so many situations. Yes. Like woo wee. Everything. Heartache. You know. Yes. Everything. And, and, everything. I, and I think like as, as, as <laughs> nurturing beings, right, as a woman, I want to see the good in all. 
I want to see the good in all of you. Know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to see. Yes. Like surely yes. that friend is not backstabbing me. You know what I'm saying? Like surely, surely, well, my well, husband yeah. made a covenant. He's not going to cheat on me. Like he's not going to do that. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. when people show you who they are, believe them. And you know mm-hmm. what? I remember. It was years ago. I remember listening to a sermon from Joyce Meyer and she was talking about how um, people are don't even realize the depth of their uh, rebellion or 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 lack of obedience merely by like something as simple as taking a grocery cart back to the little grocery thing outside Mm-hmm. Instead, they just dump it wherever. They put it to the side. They just move it over and it ends up hitting somebody else's car. Rather than just having the discipline and, and the the structure to say, okay, I put all my grocery in a car. Let me go back. Right? And when you see, when you see somebody, mm-hmm. and, and it could be so simple. It could not even be toward you. Like, it could be... You know, they could be talking about somebody else and how they treated somebody else. Like, it don't even have to be about you. But if you see someone or you hear someone literally say, oh, no, I did that. It's cool. I did that to so-and-so. It's cool. Because they did this, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Or, nah, why would I do that? You know what I mean? Listen, when they show you who they are, believe them. Mm -hmm. Believe them. Mm. Even when it comes to employers, if they're showing you who you are and you ain't going to where you're yes. and they're not helping you, or you know, literally, like just, it, it applies to everybody. If you see where they are and there ain't no budging, then you know, right, that's right. not the place for you, right? You know? right, right. And you know, it's just it's it's a oh girl, it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Yeah, me too. I used to take it so personally. Me too. Like, oh, or what I, did I, I, do to them? I am. What's wrong? Um, very. Me, me, I am me, me, very me. self-aware, and I'm. I have a very strong sense of accountability. So, because I have that strong sense of accountability, yes. before I point fingers at somebody else, I'm pointing those fingers at me, and I'm saying, "Okay, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? What is this?" And I have to watch myself. Because sometimes I'll take accountability for someone else's stuff. I would be the one to be like, you know what? I'm, I, I should have yes. known. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it, if I had done this or if maybe like it's my responsibility because I did this. And then really their behavior is all them. It's all them. And we got to get right. to the place of just like, that's right. You know, understanding that. Although, yes, we are nurturing beings. We are to nurture. We are, we have, we literally, as women, we have the ability to heal. We literally do. But everybody ain't on our mm-hmm. heal list. <laughs> everybody ain't on that list. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to, like, I literally, okay, so, Mm-mm. you know, I'm, I'm divorced, whatever, right? I remember being on an app. On one of these right. little dating apps. I was on a little, you know, one of these little dating apps. And <laughs> this guy was yeah. like, uh, he asked me something. And I was like, yeah, I said, I'm pretty open. I said, but the core of me, um, it, the core of me takes time. Like people don't get to the core of me just because you said, hey, how you doing? That does not work. That don't work for me, boo. Mm-mm. That don't work for me. I said, so a no. lot of people feel like, oh, no. Uncle Misa's so sweet. And, oh, no. she's so, so, and I am. I am very much so. But just because you know me, that don't mean you know me. And do you know this Mm-mm. man was like, that sounds unhealthy. Mm-mm. And that's, yeah, he said, that sounds unhealthy. Ooh. And I said, oh, I said, I said, oh, I consider it wise. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I said, I consider it wise. You don't get you don't get all access to me just because you right. asked. What? You asking mm-hmm. and I'm su- I'm just supposed mm-hmm. to be like, OK, mm-hmm. no, that's not how that work. If you look, no. Angelica, Angelica, mm-hmm. Angelica, if you would have asked what, 20, 
24-year-old Angelica, 24-year-old Altamis, you may have gotten it. You, right. You may, you, you know what I'm right. saying? You may, would've, we would have right. been like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you want all, okay, let me show you. <laughs> listen, listen here. Yeah. At this point, I'm knocking on the door at 40. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Nope. <laughs> That's right. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh. How many times? How many ways can you say no? Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Not like exactly. And people are like, "Wow, I didn't know yes. all this stuff about you." Once they reach that, right? Point, like, it wasn't time. And to it's tell not, you. And, it and don't get upset. You didn't know then. That's actually mm-hmm. a beautiful moment mm-hmm. of like the 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 intimacy growing in your relationship right. with them. That they are now discovering all right. of these amazing, beautiful things that are literally, you know, they're precious. Yes. So, like, why would you just give them out like like some Oreo cookies? Nah, boo, you ain't getting these Oreo. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, these ain't no. Oreo cookies. <laughs> it's right. like you're telling your whole, you're giving all that out. Right. And then the next day, y'all don't even talk. Right. All of a sudden, you know, I done gave you everything and you ghost me. Girl, listen, you know, it's it's amazing. Like the I don't know, just the the adversity and the, the journey to it. So like when you left and you decided to, um, you know, continue to move forward, raise your son all of the things like how did you approach relationships how did you approach love or was it i'm gonna just focus on my career i'm gonna just focus on my goals and my son and that's it like how did you navigate that so in the beginning I was very resistant to everybody, like, <laughs> and so <laughs> my dad had a conversation with me. He's like, you are not a dude. Right. You, know, you are not a man. Like, you know, like, like do you ever want to find love down in the end or you just want to just be in these streets? You know, like, just <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not accepting no long term nothing. You don't want nothing from nobody. You got your own. We get you got your own. We got we get your independent. But I mean, in the long run, what do you want? I said, I got everything. I said, at the end of the day, if it's just me and my son and I have to turn around, I said, I want another kid, I'll die. But it was, I was like, don't you see this story? That yeah. I just, it could be a soap opera. You know, like yes. at this point, you know, I'm over it. And so, but I did get in. But I, when I started, I was um, hmm. very upfront in the beginning. Like, you can even ask my husband. I was like, this, 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 hmm. this, this. Can you do it or not? Okay, then we could proceed, like, with other stuff. But I think I made those initial, some initial demands up front. Um, right. I knew I just didn't want right. to go down that road again. Like, mm And then I told myself, my mom was like, well, you don't need to you know, have another man in the house till you're married and all this other stuff. I said, uh, that was my mistake. Number one. <laughs> right. Cause I, we didn't live together first. So yes, when all that came, I was like, Oh, you know what? Come on. Come on, sis. Listen, listen, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I feel like, I feel like some of those rules, they were in place way back when for a specific yes. reason. Right. But nowadays, like, right. I was like, <clears throat> you know, had I known <laughs> before that covenant, had I known, <laughs> it yeah. would be told, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got, and, and here's the thing. We have to find what works for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. yes. So did you, did you yes. and your husband live together before you all got married? And like, did you just, so you decide, you was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it this way this time. And, and mm, how did that, how did that work? Yes. And that worked out, that worked out better for us because we were able to work out those issues versus us being yeah um, married and then having to be like, oh, <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> you know, how do we work this out? Because I don't like this and I don't like this either. Like, you know, <laughs> at least we knew by that time, right. okay, this one I'm getting, this what you getting, you know? So when we went to like our, before we got married, we went to like a marriage session, you know, with the therapist and she was like, okay, so y'all were able to work out a lot of this stuff because you were already yeah, um, living mm. together and figuring this stuff out um, versus us. I think I think maybe if we would have done it the other way, it would have been mm. some tension because we would have been like, oh my God, we're yeah. tied together and then you doing this over here. Yeah. I'm doing this over here. Yeah. You know, like, but we're stuck now, you know, but when we were able to build together, it was like, okay, we can make it through any obstacle or we can go through this and we can sit down and have a discussion about it, however it works, um, and work it out versus us like, oh, no. Because at that point when we started having issues, you know, after being married and then you get the honeymoon space, all that, you know, comes off and then you're just like, okay, how do we deal with the realness of this? Um we were able to work through those issues then versus being like my mindset shifted mm-hmm. from being like, shoot, I'm married. And right now I'm finding out all this stuff, you know, right. to, okay. I already knew this. So yeah. let's just figure out how we work through this. It was a whole different, you know, um, it set us up for the long run yeah. versus setting us up for failure. Like, whoa, I didn't know yeah. she did all this and we're married. You know, like it was Cause, a I mean, whole different. People don't talk about this, but like, I think once it, you get married, that's real. Like you have those moments where you're like, yo, I'm in this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I said mm-hmm. I do. And I made a covenant mm-hmm. to God with with this part with this partner, this person. Right. And it's like. All right. Well, mm-hmm. and then that's when you start to identify certain things and you're like, mm, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. But you know how they say mm-hmm. there's always signs like beforehand. Would you agree with that? Like, yes. You, of all the things that you dealt with, would you say that uh, that applies? Like you, you saw there were there were like red flags beforehand that you kind of overlooked or yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah there were mm-hmm. i can i can say the same there were yeah that i totally overlooked and i think a lot of it had to do with mm-hmm. my age um my tolerance now <laughs> is a whole different tolerance <laughs> i got it i got it cuz again I ride then I died. I ride again and I died. I done rolled and died. I'm not dying no more. Look, we ain't, this is not a ride or die. This no. is a ride and let's live. Mm-mm. If I realize that we driving and we riding and yes. you going somewhere where I think I'm going to die, I'm going to get off on this stop right here and we're going to go on and listen. Because I'm, 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 right. uh-huh. I have actually, <laughs> I have started telling people I am not a ride or die. I'm sorry. I'm not. I ain't dying with you, homie. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> no, I am a ride and let's live. We we gonna live. We gonna travel. We yes. gonna build. We gonna cultivate. We yes. gonna nurture. We gonna protect. We gonna love. That's we gonna right. cover. We gonna do all of the let's. We are not dying. That's not yes. what we're going to do. No. And I think you're right. Like, at, Mm-mm. you know, Mm-mm. at in our early 20s, we were still, <laughs> we were still trying to Mm-mm. figure out <laughs> ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yes. Oof. Yes. And that was, um, but at the same time, if I would have done more finding myself at the young age of, you know, 18 or whatever, 21, um, yeah, I wouldn't have been chasing 
you know, behind something that wasn't wanted, you know? So I think if I would have focused more on me, is this what you want? Is this what you want to chase? Do you think that this is going to change instead of going, I'm going after him. He loves me. And he's just having a moment, you know, like whatever I dreamed up to kind of like sugarcoat it. Um, If I would have looked at more of the reality of it and thought about myself and how I was feeling and how those actions were making me feel, I think I would have had a different outlook on it because I kicked a lot of it up to, ooh, when I started figuring out his mom and his upbringing and Mm. she was just as wild. And so he... She told she was telling him things like, you don't have to be faithful. You're young. Just get married and do what you want to do and Mm. enjoy the bigger check because you're in the military. Like just little Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Red flag. Mom never been with one person. She's been married six different times. So Mm -hmm. go figure. He thinks he can do it, too. You know, just little things, little Mm -hmm. red flags that I should have been like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a guest. Hold on, please. I'm still recording, okay? Yes. (laughs) I'm talking to my guests, yes. Well, podcast listeners, this is is life. This is what happens when you have a child. (laughs) But, like, I... Yeah, that's the hang. That's she, she just waved. So I, you know, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And I think you tapped onto something that's really, really important. Understanding that when you marry someone or you connect with someone, you are connecting with more than just them. You are connecting with their upbringing. Yes. How their family taught them. How, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much... Mm-hmm. that you're connecting with and you know I think yes you know you get married young and you just think like oh it's just me and you against the world and I'm using right uh, and I'm using air against quotes here but like mm-hmm. it's no it's it's me you your mama mm-hmm. your daddy your siblings if you got siblings your cousins if they was real active in your life Oh, and them fraternity friends, if you got them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's literally, it's not just you. Because all of that influences Mm -mm. and shapes who who they become. Like, who who we are. Yes. And another one. Oh, so, if you check out of the relationship, Hmm. I can check out, too. Mm -hmm. I don't have to keep Pushing mm-hmm. and pushing and pushing and pushing all by myself. If you check out, if I would have known, you know, and not thinking like that, I thought I could bring it back together. But looking at it like if you checked out, then I could check out too. Yeah. You know, we can yeah. both go our separate ways. You don't have to. I don't to. have to be exhausted mm-hmm. trying. And, you know, you I, run. you know, mm-hmm. um, in my, in my, at the end of my experience, I remember, you know, because very much like you, I didn't want to break up my family. I didn't want, you know, my child to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have, you know, this quote unquote broken home. When in reality, it's not broken. You just got two homes now. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? But like we, we, we have right. these concepts exactly. that society has given us about divorce and things like that. And I remember being like, mm-hmm. I was walking up the steps. And I was like, man, am I supposed to? Like, I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. And not kidding, not kidding. I'm walking up the stairs and maybe halfway up the stairs. I It was like I heard an audible voice. And the audible voice said, I live in you. If you are not happy, how do you think I feel? He said, I, he said, I mm-hmm. need you to move out of my That's way right. so I can get to my son. Otherwise, you'll be, con- you'll continue to be collateral damage. And it stopped yes. me in my tracks. And I, I mean, what can you say to that? Right. So I literally was just, that's literally the moment I was like, okay. Right. Then we moving forward. This is what we doing. You know what I'm saying? And like, 
That's right. Yeah, looking back now, I am. I'm. It was a. It was a difficult season. And I'm sure you can attest to this. It was a difficult season, mm-hmm. but it also was a beautiful season because mm-hmm. you were able to break down and then build. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was the first time I felt, wow, I don't need anybody else right yeah. now. I could do this myself. Like, and I've carried that yeah. this whole time. I still carry that now. My husband doesn't yeah. have to worry about yeah. me because I can hold my own. And you know, for me, you know, I can hold now it's more of like, I kind of identify someone has to come into my life that meets me where I am now or exceeds where I am now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I am literally mm-hmm. doing this like on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so if, if yes. you are unable, That's like, right. you know. That's right. And, and and my cousin and I, we were talking about, like, the difference between standards, wants and desires, and, you know, those icings on the cakes in relationships, right? So, like, you know, if you, if you buy yes. a vehicle, yes. there are certain things that are standard in the vehicle. The baseline, that's what you're getting. Every single vehicle has this standard. That's right. But you can always have your upgrades. Mm-hmm. Right. You all, you can always have your upgrade. That's so that right. standard is, and I got to shout out my cousin Nadine because she definitely like this analogy was absolutely perfect, and I'm 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 copping it, sis. I'm copping it, and you know, if you have you know that standard <laughs> baseline, this your base. We can't go underneath it. So if I'm talking to somebody, and my base, <laughs> my base is a certain level of like living it makes mm-hmm. zero sense mm-hmm. for me to go underneath it it makes mm-hmm. zero sense that's right now of course the, You're right. the upgrades the upgrades are mm-hmm. you know probably the more physical appearance type things like oh I want them to look like this and I want them to look like that those are the upgrades to the standard but you gotta have right. that standard right so I'm like approaching mm-hmm. I'm approaching dating in that way. And dating is for collecting data. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we we were we were we were bamboozled yes. at the beginning. That's we right. were bamboozled. We were told like, oh, you're supposed to be like this. And you're supposed mm-hmm. to do that. And you're supposed to, you know, you give your boo because he your man, all this stuff. And no, it's for collecting data. Do you Mm-mm. do you do we align here? What are your mm-hmm. goals? Can we achieve those goals together? How do you feel about me having my own goals that do not connect to you? <laughs> because right. come on, girl. But listen. That's right. Cause th- them the goals right. that, that the men feel <laughs> competition with when when you get in. So are you cool with mm-hmm. my goals? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we navigate that? Like that's all of the things yes. that we gotta think about that's now. Right. You know what I mean? And Share with our audience how, so you talked about that, that process of the shift that you went through in your first marriage. And you also talked about like that, that season of just being like, nah, I got it. I don't want it. If you don't fit this, I don't want it. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. how did you cultivate? (laughs) Because you've been married, like how long now? I want to say 10. Now we've been on like 10 years. So you've been married almost 10 years now. And obviously, obviously you have completely been restored from all of those things that you have, have lost Mm -hmm. or have, have dealt with in, in that pain of, of loss at the beginning um, or at, you know, the early years of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you, what did that, what did that journey look like going from that place of, I got it, I'm good. If you don't fit this, this, and this, I don't want it to mm-hmm. truly being open to your husband and building the relationship that you guys have now. 
so because it's a little different. So my husband is a Marine and I don't know if you know much about Marines, but they are yeah. like big protectors mm-hmm. of their family. And so I think seeing firsthand that no matter whatever comes at me, he's that protector. He's stepping in. He's stepping in and he's taking charge. Mm. So over time, I was like, I don't have to do this. You know, like just watching him. I don't have to protect or hide because if somebody comes in and they, you know, kind of they disrespect or, you know, um, just being that protector in whatever aspect that is, whether that's I'm dealing with business or whether I'm dealing with something with friends, he's... (laughs) He's more of the no filter <laughs> side. <laughs> oh, I have to oh boy! To <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's kind of just like um, when I've dealt with certain issues, he's kind of there. Like you don't have to deal with this. Like this is not me. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm processing it. Like, you know, did I do something wrong? Did I did this? And he's like, no, you did nothing wrong. You don't have to deal. You don't have to deal with this. So he is my reinforcement. Like when I say no, no means no. Like, you know, and that comes with boundaries. So I think the shift come when I, I think when I seen him as kind of like assert his. That's his leadership. Like his, his, um, protection of you. Yes. 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 Yeah. In areas where I was doing it, I was like, oh, I don't have to do this, you know? And so we did have a conversation though, at one point in time where he was like, like, if I notice things aren't a certain way or something like mm. that, I'll just go and just do it. And it was like, mm. I wasn't even giving him time. You would to just do go it. do it. <laughs> like, I would just go behind right. and just, and that could be about anything. <laughs> There's there's an orange on the on the counter. I don't want that orange there. So I'm gonna put the orange back before he gets the chance to move the orange. I, I know he was like, just give me a chance. So like give me a like chance, that. woman. Like, <laughs> yes. I love it. Let me do it. So I just had to kind of like let my guard down. And I kindly did. I started to over time because yeah. I saw he had a yeah. handle on it. Yeah. So I didn't have to. Now that wasn't a that wasn't like an yeah. overnight process. That took time because I was, you know, me and my son from like 2006, I think, till mm, yeah, 2012. Yeah. You know, um, that process of re- now I dated and stuff during that time. But that was a process of relearning myself right. what I right. do want, what I don't want, um, a whole bunch of stuff in between there. So it was just like. When I got to that point, it was like, okay, yeah. you can you can pull back some because I was still, you know, right into the marriage. I was still, I got it, mm-hmm. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, you know. But when he stepped in, he's like, yeah. let me do it, you know. And so, like, I kind of started, and I started pulling back when I seen him in action. I, I want to <laughs> listen. Like a I got listen. Before that word of affirmation you know? is the lowest on my list now. <laughs> It's the lowest. I need to see it because anybody can say yes. whatever. Yes, I I got you, yes. girl. I understand. <laughs> so, like, okay, yeah. if there is a woman that's listening right now, and she's either contemplating divorce, recently got divorced, um, or you know, in that process of evolving, which happens after the divorce, what advice? Mm-hmm would you give her Mm. what what insight would you give her about the journey I would say throughout the entire journey I would say to be the most authentic version of yourself throughout the process so if you're doing something just to make somebody else happy Mm. that is not enough um there's got to be some give and pull on both sides. If it's not there, it's not there. And that goes into the future in dating, being your real self, because don't mold to fit what you think this date wants, or don't mold to you feel what, you know, will make this person accept you and want to marry you. Be you. And then the right person 
God yeah. will be the right person. It to makes you, perfect sense. If that makes sense. Um, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I think. Oh, my goodness. Angelica, thank you so much for just your time <laughs> and the yes. beautiful conversation. Um, thank you for being you. And I yes. am so honored to have you on the Azar Mindset podcast. So, okay. So tell our listeners where they can find you if they wanted to learn more about you or more about your, you know, forensic work. How can they connect with you? If they want to learn more about my forensic work, they can visit the website. Um, The website is www.forensicsinv.com. They can also um, email me. So that would be hello at forensicsinv.com. Um, so, and that's short for investigations. Um, so that's mainly where they can reach me as of right now. Yep. But you run it, girl. You busy, girl. I because you you on. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna repeat. Those are the best ways to catch me and send she a message. Is yes, a forensic expert on TV One's hit show. Fatal Attraction. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I am so, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, yes. fellow Azar, fellow warrior. Thank you. Thank you for just sharing your wisdom and sharing your journey yes. with us. And uh, thank you again, audience, just for being a part of this entire conversation with us. I hope it has inspired you. I hope it's empowered you. I hope it encourages you to continue to live your life unapologetically and with purpose. So until next time, talk to you guys later. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of the Azar Mindset Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay connected and in the know of all upcoming inspiring conversations with Altamese Nicole and inspiring women from all around the world. Until next time, stay soft and fearless, queen.